Forward to sharing my next guest with you here, Gloria Patrick, program manager from Airlow Sport Venture Hockey League, a community outreach program through Ranch Airlow. And uh, first, Gloria, thank you for joining me to share such uh, great things about this league. I want everyone to know about the outdoor league, if you will. Uh, had uh, the most kids I think ever uh, come to you. Is that right this year? That's right. We have uh, over 400 kids this year playing in our uh, outdoor hockey league program. It's pretty amazing to to be able to outfit you know all these kids with the equipment that they need. We play at eight different locations throughout the city. 16 teams this year, so we're pretty busy this year for sure. Why do you think there were so many kids this year due to the amount of newcomers in our city or is it other? I think that definitely plays a role. Uh, we have lots of newcomers in our league. We have lots of kids who have never played before. Lots of kids who just really haven't had access to play hockey specifically. In particular with hockey, you know, there's a lot of costs associated with purchasing equipment, registration fees, uh, transportation. There's several barriers to access the sport and so really fortunate to be able to provide access to the program, access to equipment, access to transportation to be able to engage uh, kids who really want to play but wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity. Talk to me about your coaches. They're volunteers, right? That's right. So we do have staff ambassadors who support the league. At every location, our volunteers are supported by a staff, but really the on-ice training and skill building is uh, facilitated by our volunteers. So we're really fortunate to have coaches who have a passion and love for the sport, who really want to engage and build that with our participants. We have lots of parent volunteers who step up, so it's really a, an amazing thing that comes together for our kids on the ice. I bet it is. Gloria Patrick's my guest from Arlo Sport Venture Hockey League. Tell me, Gloria, about some of the uh, the kids you've met who've come for the first time to play hockey this year. So we've had lots of new kids register this year, kids from families that have uh, immigrated here. Um, in particular, I'm thinking of a family from the Ukraine who uh, came to Canada connected with a local family here who was involved in our hockey program. And that mom was able to engage the family from the Ukraine and was able to get them uh, involved and get them uh, to sport ventures so that they could get fitted for gear. There must be a lot of joy on a lot of parents who are watching their kids on ice for the first time, too, I would think. Yeah, that's right. So we were riding the bus down to Frost this year, and I happened to be behind um, a family from, from the Ukraine. Um, and it was a player and his dad, and they were speaking in Ukraine. And, and as I listened, I just uh, was touched by this family who now had access to this sport, you know, the sport that all Canadians love. And to be able to know that, you know, here's this family that was fleeing war who's now come and, and they have access to this sport, to access to play, to access to fun. It was just a beautiful thing to know and and to know that we're able to build this relationship and support this family that really needs it. Gloria Patrick is program manager for Airlow Sport Venture Hockey League. It's not just hockey you're providing. This has become a year-round necessity for kids that might not otherwise play sport, hasn't it? Yeah, Sport Venture 
has grown. So so it started with the OHL, the Outdoor Hockey League, but we now run five leagues throughout the year. So we run baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey, and football. And we've just seen our registration numbers grow in all of those areas. The need is great. And, you know, we're really trying hard to fill that gap and to meet the needs of these families who uh, deserve access to play as well. So you need volunteers, I would think. That's right. We're always looking for volunteers. We have a small but mighty crew here at Sport Venture. We have a shared vision, and I think, you know, our volunteers, they come on board because they see the value. So once our volunteers kind of get involved, I, I think most of them get hooked and come back. And so it's nice to see, but we're always looking to add to the program and, and always looking to bring in new volunteers. I've really enjoyed getting to learn a little more about your program, and I hope uh, more volunteers will uh sign on. I'm sure they will after hearing what an inspiring opportunity this is. And Gloria, thanks for sharing. Thanks so much. Lenny Kravitz was on the People's Choice Awards, won the Music Icon Award on Sunday night, and he uh, thanked his parents for taking him to so many concerts as a kid instead of the, the babysitter and leaving him behind. And that made me think about concerts uh, that I've been to. What was the first one my parents ever took me to? And it was uh, Tom Jones. My mom was mad at my dad who wouldn't want to go to Tom Jones, and she grabbed my hand. I think I was nine years old, and off I go to the, the Tom Jones concert. Made more embarrassing when she uh, opens up her purse and throws her panties. Because that's what they did in those days, Kevin Martell. (laughs) I'm not making that up. You know how scarring that is to see Dorothy Morgan sitting beside you (laughs) at the time, Uh, just discreetly opening her purse, because that's what ladies did with Tom Jones. Oh, my. For years, I would talk to my mother about that and how it scarred me. (laughs) (laughs) that explains a lot (laughs) yeah 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 exactly anyhow and then i just played a little nazareth there and there was another time uh that my oldest brother was made by my parents to take me to the nazareth concert uh in the uh well it's known then as the agronome star theater it's the brand center now and i remember my brother sat me down in the upper bowl and walked away (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> As he wanted to go make out with his girlfriend. <laughs> I sat and watched uh, Nazareth alone and I came back and I was, I, he, you're not telling mom and dad that I left you alone. <laughs> and I was sworn to secrecy there. So must what about nice. you? It, mu- it must have been nice to have that access because I, we didn't have that access, right? Well, Growing up in, in rural, rural Manitoba, mm-hmm. I mean, the closest big city was... Brandon at 40 whatever thousand Well, then people. Tommy Hunter must have come through town. <laughs> and then Winnipeg would have been the next one. So we didn't go to a lot of concerts because just because of the access when we were kids. When we got slightly older to driving age, we'd go to Winnipeg for, you know, the odd concert Metallica. So, yeah, yeah. it's... Green so you Day. never bonded with your parents at a concert ever? No. Oh, no. there's nothing like it, Kevin. I, I, I hope they're listening now as they always do. And yeah. they, they pick a concert. Please... Pick a concert and take Kevin. <laughs> I'd love to hear that story. Uh, Lotto Max, you said there's a million-dollar winner in our province? Yeah, there is one of the Max Million prizes. The $70 million ja- jackpot it went as well, but not to anybody, at least who bought a ticket in Saskatchewan. 
that ticket was bought in Ontario. Doesn't mean that somebody from Saskatchewan couldn't have been visiting. I've done that before, <laughs> Greg. When I was in Toronto, I bought a Lotto Max ticket on a whim, thinking, hey. You wanted to be the person. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got a million dollars for someone in our province, uh, nonetheless. And, um, boy, now, this GoFundMe page has risen over $22,000 uh, since that uh, tragic fire in Davidson on Sunday. This is nice to see. Yeah, these are, and usually, and especially in a small town, I mean, you'll see people, those who knew uh, the family, come together to try to raise, yeah, almost to $23,000 this morning. And that will, their goal, first of all, is $50,000. And a lot of that is going to be for the funerals of the five individuals uh, that were killed. So just, again, just a tragic story. And we're hearing from our Shane Clausing this morning as well uh, in the news, talking to the town's mayor, who, as you can imagine, is rightly devastated along with the rest of the community, and talking a little bit more about the emergency response, uh, explaining that uh, they did everything they could to, to to try to get in there and save these people. Uh, but ultimately, as we know, they passed away. 655 with Kevin Martell and uh, the teachers, the province, seem to be chirping to one another, uh, the education minister... Sharing a photo yesterday of an empty conference room, teachers. Just a blank table. Samantha B. Yeah. pretty much saying, uh, been there, done that last week, except we did a better, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and the STF, yeah, Beacott says that they're, they were a little bit more sincere. She believes they were a little bit more transparent with that messaging. So we'll hear from the STF a little bit later this morning, too. Another virtual news conference, this time talking about violence in the classroom after talking about class size and complexity with teacher reps from other groups from other provinces who have put that successfully into their contract, we heard from them yesterday. Okay, well, there's lots going on, but uh, before I let you go, I got to ask you, what do you think of Beyonce making it on the country charts, Kevin? That's a hard right. I did not expect that to come from. And you're seeing more of this from artists, right? They're not really necessarily anymore putting themselves in one category. You'll hear a song on, say, a, a, a pop station, and then you'll hear it on a country station. And you, you know what I mean? Like, it'll it'll go across well, a well, number of Well, let's have a platforms. little taste here. Sing Texas. I heard this, instantly thought Shania Twain. Oh, yeah. You know, I know it doesn't sound like Shania Twain, but it's got that poppiness, and that made Shania, you know, cross over the charts, right? Her hits uh, were country, based in country, but at the same time, uh, kind of poppy. That's what I hear there. I mean, a lot of people apparently like it because it's, again... (laughs) <laughs> doing very well on the charts. Like I said, I don't I don't I don't mind it and I'm not a huge country music or Beyonce fan. It, the, she's kind of there yeah. for me, but uh Maybe that's the concert your parents are busy planning right now to Beyonce. take you to. Yeah, uh, the first time ever your parents take you to a concert, it's Beyonce. That would be an extraordinary concert review upon your return. I will not be throwing my underwear on the stage. Uh, <laughs> don't even go there. Uh, hey, if you want to weigh in on the cam- uh, the uh, conversation, thank you, Kevin. One eight seven seven three hundred seven two seven five. The concert that your parents may have taken you to as a kid, or recently, I don't know. What is it? One eight seven seven three hundred seven two seven five. Have you gone to a concert with your parents? Let me know. One eight seven seven three hundred seven two seven five.
Well, these next few days are going to warm up nicely as uh, we grow cro- closer and closer to spring here. My goodness, it's uh, it's been an extraordinary month of February, that's for sure. Way warmer than it normally is. Still a month from spring. And yet over in Alberta, dry weather has caused them to declare their wildfire season underway already. Good 10 days early here in our province. Last I checked, we had a couple of active wildfires burning as well, which seems really, really crazy for this month of February. But uh, that's the situation we're in right now. Plus four by the weekend here. Uh, this warning, this morning from the friendly giant. Now look up. Way up. Yeah, you could be seeing that European satellite uh, fall to Earth. It weighs like 2,300 kilograms or about 5,000 pounds. They have no idea where it might be falling. They hope the ocean. I guess if it falls anywhere but the ocean, here's hoping that uh, Wiley Coyote is underneath it, if anyone. They say the odds of hitting you are under one in a billion. (laughs) Under one in a billion. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Yeah, I'm telling you there's a chance. Uh, Let's stay with flying here for a moment. Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Yeah, what is Maverick behind uh, the wheel on some of these international flights? Have you heard they're exceeding like 800 miles per hour due to high winds and the jet stream and arriving at airports faster than ever before? In fact, one flight... Arrived almost an hour early this past weekend. That's far faster, by the way, than the five or 600 miles per hour that commercial airlines usually travel. To get over 800, that's extraordinary. Uh, apparently powerful 265-mile-per-hour winds propelled several planes on international routes over the weekend to reach speeds greater than 800 miles per hour, therefore getting at their destinations early. That's quite the tailwind. Must feel like the Millennium Falcon hitting it into overdrive there. Wouldn't that be cool? The National Weather Service suggests the impact of climate change is causing stronger winds within the jet stream, which is a narrow band of wind that flows west to east. Now, the downside to a faster jet stream when you're on a jet is really bumpy flights. There's actually footage on social media of people that were on that one where it was going over 800, and some were in the brace position. And holding on for dear life. Because you can actually see people feeling the bumps of going that fast. And it can be a little frightening. Now, it also means slower travel if you're fighting the tailwind going westward, right, too. But that uh, that flight from Washington to London on the weekend arrived 45 minutes ahead of time after it hit a top speed of 802 miles per hour. And the fastest moving flight of the day, at least this past weekend, was an American Airlines flight. From Philadelphia to uh, Qatar, which reached a, a speed of 840 miles per hour and got there an hour early. That's Star Trek warp speed. I don't know if I want to arrive at the gate an hour early. I have been on flights that arrived five, ten minutes early, and you still wait on the plane a half hour because, oh, they didn't see you coming in early, and they got to wait till the stairs get, the ramp gets pulled up to the plane. Still with flight, a couple tense moments when a United flight on the way to Boston had to land in Denver. Passengers looked out and saw some wing damage and called the pilot up from the cockpit and said, are you seeing what we're seeing? The, the pilot, I guess, looked out the window and 
Well, then he calmly walked back to the cockpit and said, okay, everyone, we're stopping in Denver, the nearest airport. And here's an actual passenger doing play-by-play. Just about to land in Denver with the wing coming apart on the plane. (laughs) Came apart, we took off in San Francisco. And we're just about on the ground. Yeah, he's pretty calm. Evan Bray joining me now. Uh, you heard my conversation about uh, parents taking their yes. kids to concerts for the first time. Lenny Kravitz was on uh, the People's Choice Awards Sunday night, and I watched as he thanked his mom and dad for taking him to so many concerts when he was a kid instead of the babysitter, and that influenced his 35-year career. And I thought, well, there was that time my mom dragged me to Tom Jones because dad didn't want to go. <laughs> I was nine. She whips out a pair of panties out of her purse out of nowhere <laughs> from the fourth row. Oh, yeah, Dot <laughs> threw panties up on the stage. That's what you did when Tom Jones was in town back in those days. As a child, that's going to be score. a score. <laughs> you don't want to see your mother ripping panties out of a purse, tossing them across the stage. It was oh, disgusting. I can't picture Dorothy doing that. Oh, she did. <laughs> she did. So you've got a story. Um, uh, what, what did Tom and Linda, did they well, take you to a concert at So, all? you know, I, I actually do remember going to see Ronnie Prophet. With- <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Prophet. Yes. That's fitting you bring him up with Tell America. Wasn't Ronnie Prophet also a big fan I think, of Tell America? I think he was. Uh, You're yeah, right. God. Yeah, I think yeah. he was. Anyway, he was big in his day. Yeah, I couldn't even, I don't think I could sing a Ronnie Prophet song. Nor could I. But but I, I did go to a Ronnie Prophet concert. But I would say the more scarring memory that I have is my sister, who is a lot younger than me, was a diehard fan of snow. No. This snow? Yes, this snow. Okay, and And go on. He was playing in like the Jackie Schumiacher Theater. Basement of (laughs) the the Connexus. Basement of the the Connexus Art Center. And mom and dad said, Evan, can you take her to this concert? (laughs) So there I was with all of these kids. Well, enjoying snow. It must have been a short concert. He only had one. <laughs> well, he played a lot of music. <laughs> None of it we knew, but <laughs> so you've never, other than Ronnie Prophet, you don't you don't have any other memories. I, like, I don't think so. No. What about with your 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 daughter? Have you taken her to a concert? Well, or your son? You know what? We took them to Flow Rider when he when yeah. he came to town, and I mean, I thought that was good. Yeah, we was... went. To, Jody was joking about the fact we went to Burton Cummings two nights before that, and then Flow Rider <laughs> <laughs> a couple days later. I remember taking uh now my oldest allison to see hillary duff Ooh, at the height yeah. of her fame and uh i uh i mentioned this earlier that when you go to hillary duff or britney spears too in saskatoon that was another one yeah as a dad you have no lineups at the washroom when you go <laughs> to those right. concerts that's so, dad, right if you're ever taking your daughter to a concert like that that's the one plus of uh, going but uh, take your plugs because the screaming was insane okay well if anyone else wants to weigh in one 877 did I'm, your parents take you to a concert i'm actually impressed frank had informer right on his fingertips like well that. he's very good my producer <laughs> you should get him you should maybe use him uh okay so what's coming up on the show here today are you gonna uh do anything with uh um 
the teachers chirping one another. Well, of course, uh, uh, the education minister was chirping at the teachers yesterday on social media, showing the empty room. They kind of did that the week before. Uh, what's yeah. going on there, here? There's definitely lots of back and forth. There's been speculation, and I've heard you make it. Are the teachers going to come out with an announcement of what their next job action is going to be? Are they going to continue the strike after this February break? That's yet to be seen. But there was some recent discussion about whether or not the province has been bargaining in bad faith. A political studies professor from the University of Saskatchewan was weighing in on that. He'll be joining me on the show today, and we'll be digging into that a little bit more. Well, I kind of think uh, they're, they're wanting to drag this out as long as they can. You've had this discussion on your show about how uh, really it really doesn't cost the province uh, anything to have them on strike. Uh, by the way, do you think a, a, a GoFundMe page is going to be established inevitably for the teachers? I doubt it. You don't think I, so? I doubt it. I, they, 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 because they're going to need more. Well, I mean, you, funding, you, I would they, imagine they their, longer? their war chest is going to evaporate eventually, especially if they go on some prolonged strikes. And you're right. You mentioned it. The province saves about $6 million a you day. You told me that. I learned Six things from million. your show. <laughs> $6 million <laughs> bucks a day is what the province saves every day the teachers are on strike. Of course, they're paying teachers, I think, 150 bucks a day to be out on the picket lines. That eventually dries up. Uh, and that's when you start to see fighting inside the union a little bit, right? Teachers are like, look, I can't afford to be on strike. I got to get back to work. So it's going to be interesting. Okay. Well, and Dustin Duncan is dropping by your show. Yes. Well, we're a week away from the end of February. Is the province going to pay? That's the question, right? They've, they've said that you and I will no longer be paying the carbon tax on home heating, but they hadn't decided if they were going to remit the payment on our behalf. That's what we'll talk about. Okay. The Evan Bray show starts... At 8.30. CJMA News Time now is 727.